Sorry, first time on the perfect the game master here. A new this year, and we're back. Zach's in control of the button press now, and he's got it dialed in. Things Magic. are changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how is everyone's new year getting off to? I, I need to know about too. Max's haircut because he has still not told me why his hair is so short and I need to know. And that's that's just what's <laughs> going to happen right now. So tell um, me next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just realized I cared way too much about uh, my appearance and uh, what people thought of me and just, yeah, overall looking good. Um, so I said, fuck it and just shaved everything off. Why do you still look good then? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you mean? <laughs> it solved nothing. <laughs> Oh fuck! Let me grab a razor. I'll just go bald. Dude, you should go, actually. You should go bald, bald, if that's what you're trying to accomplish. No, what you should do <laughs> is, is like a fucking stuff. like a a faux hawk kind of a thing. Just like shave everything except for a strip right down the middle. No, like the reverse. Like Mister T just yeah. shaved this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you just do? <laughs> you gonna call the sack? Hey, listen, I'm trying not to care what people think. I'm I'm not trying to not book any work this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine dude shows up to your house with a quote and he's got a double fucking mohawk going on? Yeah, I got 40 years experience. <laughs> yeah, these are my antlers, bro. I identify as a deer, okay? Don't fuck with me. Was that a difficult thing for you to do, Max? Like, Did you find it like pretty easy decision or was it uh, something you struggled with for a while? I don't know if it was like easy or hard. It was definitely uncomfortable. Like, At no point did I want to shave my head in the sense of like for for appearance um because do you remember it was like during the summer we were talking about things that um that we think give our life value or um it was something mm -hmm. like that do you remember that conversation i do yeah yeah and one of the things i said stupidly enough was my hair just because i feel like um just from like high school to um student works when i grew out my hair just a lot of like my own self-confidence and just like in my appearance went up. Um, so it was definitely fairly, there was a lot of resistance with cutting the hair. Um, but for that reason, exactly. I just felt like it's something that needed to be done. Um, so, yeah. How do you feel now that you've cut it? Do you feel like, did you accomplish what it, you'd hope to by doing it? It's definitely still a work in progress. I have noticed there's definitely um there's still thoughts about um about my appearance but a lot less than before hmm. it's because you don't have to comb your hair anymore <laughs> yeah you don't look in the mirror it's like yeah pretty much yeah it is pretty pretty nice and simple well i can imagine you guys all over at someone's apartment or condo and you just sat there and all the boys took turns with the razor one at a time <laughs> no no i just, just went to a barber shop and um we we all go to like the same barber because we're trying to fuel his dream of uh becoming a professional um muay thai champion and uh yeah like the week before that i was like ricky like i swear to god one of these days i'm gonna come in here i'm gonna say shave my head and he laughed it off and then yeah a couple weeks ago i was like hey ricky like today's the day shave my head and he's like holy shit okay <laughs> Well, he awesome. did a good job. Good job, Ricky. Shout out. Ricky's good. Shout out, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find that it's like now that you've you've shaved your like 
not thinking about it as much or are you still thinking about it because it's something that's new to you like it's a mix i'd say there's definitely times where um or like i go out and i'm like oh i wonder if like wonder if somebody's like looking at my hair right now (laughs) but then instantly i'm like okay like obviously that's just ego there's like not enough like i'm not nearly that important (laughs) for people isn't that crazy that the mind does that though it like is. I catch I catch yeah. myself thinking that too. I'm like, oh, somebody's probably looking at me right now because I've got some fucking weird thing or something. And it's like you just realize no one gives a fuck. Like no one's yeah. looking at you at all. Like it's just not happening. You're not looking at anyone either. You're just looking yeah. at yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I always remind myself whenever I have those thoughts. Like they're irrational. I'm like, how like I, I'll sit there and I'll try and think of the last 10 people that I saw and I literally cannot do it. So I'm like, nobody knows. Like no one's looking at you, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Zach, That's I cool. think you're kind of hair the same way. I all three of you guys look the exact same now. <laughs> oh, oh, no, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, I love it. Zach, I think I put off bald, uh, pull off bald, like because I don't have the facial hair to justify going bald. Like I would actually look like just an oval egg, but I feel like you could pull it off. Well, we might find out soon enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whether he likes it or not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am I am very grateful, like the fact that I do have some sort of beard for that reason, because it is true, like being able to offset like being bald with a beard is definitely something that works a lot better. Yeah. It I does. Think, anyway. Yeah. It does. Well, good on you, Max. Absolutely deadly. Sweet boys. So we're first week or second week in January now. We all knocking on doors and getting after it. What's going on? Yeah. Yesterday. Hell yeah. Starting tomorrow. Very nice. How does that work for you? So then I guess you do a setup meeting of John and then like, what is, how is this year different from a student works year? I guess for you, other than the name. It's really not. (laughs) I want to say it's like different from a student works year, aside from the fact that it's like, it's not just a summer thing. It's like, it's a continuous thing. Um, Aside so, from that, so are you, basically, are you are you the intention is to build it out into like a year round, or is this you do the painting business for the year and then you're going to move into a different role? Um, I think there's still a lot of unknowns, but the West Kelowna location is like in the plans to be a year round location. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So you're you're building it up just like a preseason, like you typically would. Yep. Yeah, and then starting to paint in April and then just going into the fall. What do your targets look like for leading up to that? Like um like the revenue and employee goals and all of that, or what do you mean? Yeah, and like like inputs wise, like what are you looking at to like what's your day to day, week to week look like? Um it's gonna be to start off, it's gonna be like three days of cold calling and then um the team Graham uh, in the cold callers, cold calling. And then uh, once I get to a point where I just have too many leads to justify spending that time cold calling, just switching into just calls. Um, and then Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, just estimates and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, basically from like 10 to 12, just initial calls. That's more or less what it looks like. So how many estimates like are you aiming for yeah. per week? Pardon me? How many quotes are you aiming for per week right now? Uh, basically as many as I can get. Like 
15 is a, I would say is a 15 a would be me on track with my, with my targets. Sweet. And you're going to start painting up. at the beginning of April. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess you guys can do that. Weather's nice there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm like blown away by the weather here. We, we painted until when was it Brady? October or November? Yeah. Like first week of November. Yeah. We did X tiers until first week of November. <laughs> well, That's actually fun. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Lethbridge has been nice, but not that yeah. nice. Mm -hmm. How about you, Brady? Couldn't What's get away with that? <laughs> How many quotes are you guys shooting for a week right now? Eighteen. Between, oh, I guess it's. I guess it is. It just you doing quotes now. Yep, six a day, six Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sick. actually super reasonable can i can i interject here though yeah this feels very arbitrary to me like i just don't know if it's necessary to sit here and be like okay here's like what we're gonna do for the weeks lead. like i think that's <laughs> very like i just i just don't see a point in it i think it's kind of like loose like i just yeah. i think enough, that yeah. we can probably spend the next hour doing something better than just sitting here being like oh i'm gonna do fucking 18 estimates a week and I'm going to go get X amount of like, I think we all know that that's roughly the game plan for everyone in this group. So I just don't know if it's necessary to sit here and talk about it. No, totally. I was just trying to get a gauge of where, where those guys were at. I was haven't talked to them about it going into this year. Like, but... I think it's probably almost like safe to assume that whatever you're trying to do, the rest of us are all trying to do. <laughs> so yeah, good point. Yeah. So I just, I just don't know if it's a good use of our time to spend 30 minutes going through you know, Brady's going to do 18 quotes and Max going to go for 15 and I'm going to go for 12 and you're going to, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it's kind of waste time to be honest. Fair point. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to oh, talk wow, about something know. else. How many interviews a week are you? Gonna... <laughs> uh, I'm actually doing two tomorrow. So I'm pumped about that. So we'll see. We'll see. I've got, so this one, this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, which is why I was like, I just don't know if this is productive use of time. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to figure out is the fear of having real staff. And I was interested to talk to like Brady mostly about it. Cause he would have a little bit more experience. But one of the things that I recently discovered is that I am, getting in my own way because I'm intimidated about actually having year round staff that rely on me to perform. And I was interested about what your thoughts are on that. And if anybody else might have some input on that as well. Like you, you have a fear that you like you won't perform and then you let your staff down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I had that fear, uh, especially in the fall and John was talking on the book work for the people. Cause like, this is their their full-time job like they have kids a mortgage car like they need work to live basically or they're just gonna go get another job it's a lot different than student works um i just use that fear to to feel me to improve like every right. quote i did every initial call i was like i can't mess this up because if i mess this up i'm not gonna put the job if i don't put the job they don't get work if they don't get work then they're not gonna make money then they're gonna make money their kids don't do shit they can't get food then they're gonna quit and all that stuff so i just use the fear to feel me pretty much right so what, what did that process kind of look like for you? Like, because you say you kind of used it to fuel you, like, how did you kind of flip that around? And what did you do, I guess, in terms of actionable steps? Oh, like, like reading sales book, talking to Jordan a lot, talking to like getting Jordan Kipnis. 
hitting sales skills, tips, talking to John, getting tips, reviewing calls, like trying to get ideas of how to get more work. Like you kind of go like, um, there's a book called uh, Only the Parent Word Survive. Yeah. So like, that's a great example of how like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to always be paranoid and, and worried and have fear because you can use it to your advantage by preparing for for the worst and actually coming out on top in the end even stronger, right? Mm hmm Yeah. Like, yeah. You use that fear to motivate you to do shit rather than use it and then have this use to not, and it could be because it's hard or scary than to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that I really kind of want to break the norm of. Cause I, even the, the two guys that I'm interviewing tomorrow, I, I was talking to them on the phone and the one guy is like, you know, there's never any work in the winter time and, you know, I'm laid off right now. And you know, same story with the other guys, they've both been in the painting industry for 20, 30 years. And that's just, that's just the norm for them. Like December, there's nothing for us to do. January, there's nothing for us to do. And that, like, when I hear that from multiple people in the industry, mostly the painters, it kind of intimidates me because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy that gets them and, you know, says I'm going to provide them with a year round job and then fails to do that. Right. So it's, it's definitely something that I'm catching myself on because it's easier to just shut everything down and lay everybody off and then just survive and then ramp it back up than it is to just keep those people on and grind it out. Like there's definitely some sort of a fear there for me. Keep in mind, you can also have them door knock as well in the slow times. Yeah, but I mean, fucking, you're not going to get a 50, 45 year old man out door knock. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Like, do you guys do that currently with your your older painting staff? John, John used to, not with the older guys, but like a few guys. But yeah. um, it just comes up with setting expectations. Like, like when you get to, so like you hire them now and get them going. But like when like November comes around, you just have that, like, it, like truthful talk that like, I know John did this with his guys, just like, it's going to be slow. You might get laid off. You might not like expect to have like a week or two or three weeks kind of break. Like it, every every painting company has it. Like you say, Daniel, those guys. Like it's just the nature of the business. Like no one wants you in their house during Christmas break painting. Yeah. Like it is what it is. Like and it's that's who they choose. That's where you're gonna have to definitely learn to pivot here as well. With a lot of conversations we had last year with moving to pro works and learning mm -hmm. about industrial and commercial work too. I'd say it's pretty safe to say that fear a lot of times in life, it comes from a lack of knowledge and it's a new space that you're entering right now. Whereas I'm sure if you were just painting within your own business, that doesn't stress you out as much because you can just find the odd job to go and do. Um, what I would do personally is start to just understand your competition a bit better and go find the companies that are working year round. Cause there's lots out there. Um, just do what you can. I research them, go and, find ways to meet up with people, talk to different painters as you're doing more interviews, ask better questions to find people that have worked year round and maybe ask questions when you do hire them or when you're interviewing about them, about what it was like within that company and just start gathering knowledge and data about what it's like to be in that time of the season. So that way you can come up with a better plan because if you just hope for the best, it probably won't happen. And I would imagine that especially being here in Edmonton with it being so cold, like obviously exteriors out of the question, and it is a good point. A lot of people around the holidays might not want you in their house. Uh, then again, though, I, I have a friend of mine who's she's a year round painter here in Edmonton. And they were like painting a lady's condo like a week before Christmas that she just bought and was ready to move into. So I think a lot of the, the fear could be the same thing as you talk to like a rookie operator coming to student works where they're scared shitless <laughs> to do an interview for the same reason around this time that they're not going to have work in the summertime. Um probably a similar mindset on that but i would just start with there looking at what the competition's doing because obviously painting's always fucking happening 
it might just have to be a pivot into something that makes you uncomfortable, such as getting into industrial work or into commercial work. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. It, it's definitely, yeah, I feel very much still like I'm in a first year role where I just, I feel like I'm just constantly like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to figure this out. And I'm just constantly yeah. trying to fucking source stuff out and, and just kind of trudging through this muck of not knowing totally. what the fuck I'm doing. And it's like a fog around me and I'm like, I'm lost. I don't know where yeah. I'm going. Like, Well, you and I just talked on the phone the other day and I know you just had your setup meeting and everything too and made a bit of a plan oh no, that was in december i think actually right yeah we did a like a pre like an early one right, um right. just so because i was like Corey, man i don't know what i'm doing i need to i need a plan like i don't know what to focus on right now and i don't know what my metrics are so we just sat down and kind of hashed out like a just a rough like this is kind of what we need to be doing and set a timeline for stuff and just kind of start figuring shit out right, right. so and i guess a, a question i should ask first is do you even want to run a year-round business like what do you actually what is your goal for the business and what do you actually want it to look like? What I want for the business, I know is not achievable right now. So that can't be my focus. I have to build to that point. Well, for sure. Like, obviously that's, I, I yeah. completely agree with that. But like, what is, what is the goal? Like, is it to build a year round business or do you, the next 10 years, would it be sweet to operate like eight to 10 months out of the year and then have your people go on EI or do whatever and then take time off like what well, is ideally it would be better if it was year-round like having to shut down and vamp back up it wouldn't make sense like i personally i would love it if this year i could finish with just two core staff just two people that i could keep busy all year round in the summer just ramp it up and then dial it down when it gets a little bit slower if i could hit that metric this year i'd be happy and then next year, ideally get it to four and then maybe the year after get it to six and then maybe the year after get it to eight and then eventually get up there. I think the issue I was having is I was like, oh, I'll just you know double my business. I'll hire everybody. Everything will be perfect and it'll just be it'll just be easy. And I missed that there's like a scale process to this and it might be a little bit slower. Yeah. So I like my whole goal this year is like two to four. If I could get two to four full time people, keep them busy. That's super like manageable for me. That's not too difficult. Um, and then in the summer, you know, six to 10, somewhere in that range, depending on what the metrics are, and then just kind of build it up from there. So yeah. that, that would be ideal. If I can make that happen, that's, that's really the goal. Okay, cool. I, I think another person to talk to, to help guide that would be sales reps within the different paint companies you use. Obviously they've been around for a long time and they talk to every single different type of company across all the different industries and going out go buy them lunch one day and just pick their brain honestly yeah i really appreciate brad for that i've been uh, he's been yeah he's been pretty dope for that mm -hmm. been harassing yeah, I, him i hear you there <laughs> i hear you that in that way too because that's obviously what my my long-term goal here is as well as, as well as i want to get into pro works here too and i want to be able to build out a, a year-round business as well and part of that is i just that's what I've been kind of doing as well, just trying to learn and figure that out too. So that one painter of mine who worked for me a couple of years ago, she's just been a year-round painter now for the last three years since she worked for me. And it's been really cool to see the type of work they've been doing and how they keep busy and everything else like that. I even go like check in on some of their job sites and like know they're the owner of that company as well and just try to build a connection wherever I can. Mm -hmm. no, that makes sense. Have you have you talked to her specifically about what she's like what her strategy is going into the to the winter months? She's just a painter. Or sorry, 
what I meant to say is like, has does she know like what the company's doing to well, him specifically, he actually has a general contractor that he has a really tight bond with, and they do a lot of work hand in hand together. It seems like it's a lot of new construction, not a lot of like residential repaint. So there's a lot in like the new construction area they do, or it'll be like uh, doing like whiteout paints for, or like a whitewash, or what am I trying to say? When you got like a new office space and you just white it out. So new people move, new tenants move in a lot mm. of that kind of stuff as well. It seems to be like the big thing. So or realtors, you got an in with a realtor. People are always moving in, moving out. Yeah, that seems to be that, is, yeah. that seems to be the case. Like when I start digging into this, a lot of it's building relationships, with property managers, and you know having commercial contracts and finding your way into potentially new construction. New construction is a little bit less profitable, from my understanding of it. I haven't done any, so again, it's not my realm. But. Yeah. Um, Totally. There's there's just a lot of stuff that's out there, but it takes time. You got to find the right people, make connections, network, get your foot in the door, prove that you you know you've had a good business, you've got quality, you're reputable, all those kind of things, and then you really start. I think it's one of those things where you just kind of have to like almost build momentum, and that's why I don't want to not have a year round business because I feel like if you or sorry, I do want to have a year round business because I feel like if you don't, you shut everything down and you lose all that momentum, and then you just spend January and February just grinding to get that ball moving again, right? Versus yeah. if it's just year round, it's still just consistent and it's it's a constant flow and it keeps me at least in the rhythm. So, mm -hmm. oh, okay, yeah. But it's definitely just an area like it's not in my circle of competency, which is why I think I'm struggling with it. Totally. Yeah. And I, I just I just say like in anything like we do, even with your time at Student Works, having Connor around and other vets and Corey Jordan, et cetera, just people who've done it over and over and over again. And in ProWorks, obviously, there's not as many people that you can maybe look to, especially they're local. Right. Uh, I'm sure you can call up like any ProWorks person as well and shoot their ear out about what to do as well. But I think just people you can meet locally here that can kind of lead the way will be a huge help for you too. Did you fear or did you feel that fear of not being able to provide people with work a lot in student works too? Or is this totally new just because it's more than not even a little bit <laughs> when i was in student works it, it literally like never registered it was only once i had made the switch over and i started realizing that this is like this is the long term this is you know important for people it's not just they're painting for the summer it's not a summer job it's a career like there's just a bit of a difference in terms of the employees that i'm trying to bring on and keep and the key is really keeping them because i mean if you have a summer painter and they don't work out, they don't work out. You can just go mm. kind of get another one as bad as that sounds. Like obviously key people are always key people, but something about that switch in my brain just made me a little bit more intimidated. And it also I mean, maybe be a fact that coming into student works with someone like yourself, who's a journeyman mechanic, that, that might've been a very like, more of an elementary conversation to have over an interview with someone who's like maybe 18, 19, 20, 25, whatever, versus maybe having to interview someone who's been painting for 20 years or has had other careers like yourself. And now you're having to talk to them and sell them on the fact that they can trust you to be the guy to lead you out. Yeah, there's definitely something like that in there as well, where I'm like, even the guys I'm interviewing tomorrow, they're both way older than me. They have much more experience painting than me, which is awesome because that's what I'm trying to find. But I'm also like, fuck, I got to sell them on this this business that's really still in its infancy that I still don't know all the ins and outs of and I still have to learn a lot and 
you know, convince these guys to kind of come into the the darkness with me here a little bit. So, you know, there is, there is that sense of it where it's like, I do feel a little unqualified to be doing what I'm doing. Well, if that's the problem, dude, I, I don't think you should have the, uh, the feeling of being an imposter where you are right now, in all honesty. And mm -hmm. I think that maybe is just the mindset you got right now. Cause I don't oh, think yeah. they, they are sensing that from you. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely like, um, it's, uh, like an inner preamble. It's not something that I feel is projected. Um, it's definitely something that's just in my own head, <laughs> which is why I was like, I need to talk about it just so I can, you know, kind of figure out some ideas to work through it with. Well, I think also if you had, if you had like a, like a lot more applicants than you have right now, I don't think you'd be feeling this quite as much either because you're not getting a ton of people coming to you right now looking for work. Oh, right so, now I am. What, what do you mean? No, I don't think that's it, Zach. Yeah. You don't, I, you don't I, think I posted ads a week, two ago, and I have 40 applicants. I filtered it down to 10, but I, I do have applicants right now. So okay. I'm not super, Not I am still stressed out about that because I got fucking blindsided by last year. So that's another area that I'm like, I want to make sure that I can obviously keep enough applicants coming through the door. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily it. Well, I think it's from, I just remembering from last year, I just, I remember on these calls, you talking about times where you're like, yeah, I literally have you, you, I think, did you have to let people go? Cause there wasn't work. Yeah. No, no. that wasn't a thing. Okay. No, no. That was like a, a big fear at yeah. certain points for sure. Yeah, definitely. And now there's a lot more riding on it. Like you said, because they have wives, houses, christmas to pay for yep, food, exactly right? yeah. it's not like kid living at home with parents or whatever or they're yeah. like god so it's more of that yeah yeah i just feel like it's it, it's stupid because it's not but it feels more serious it's literally kind of the same thing but for some reason my brain is attached like an anchor to this thing i don't think it's stupid yeah. i think it makes a lot of sense honestly i i'd feel the same way probably honestly it's you've got like someone's career and life in your hands in a sense now and 100 percent. like the reality of it is like you might lose people like that's just the way it might go happens to businesses all the time like yeah it's not ideal but if it does happen like you're still going to be able to push forward your business you can hire new people you can when the opportunity is there you know request for those people to come back or like whatever it is like you might run into one of those situations but it's not going to completely like cripple you but are you afraid of someone leaving or is it more so you're afraid of not being able to provide? Yeah, I'm not really afraid of people leaving. I don't like if somebody chooses to not be a part of this, that's whatever it is, what it is. Um, it's more it's less around not having the people stay than it is around me just failing to provide what I said I would provide. Because I'm yeah. really big on, you know, I don't make promises I can't keep. I like to be accountable to things I say I'm going to do and act in integrity and all of these things. So if I say like, hey, I'm going to get you year round work and then I fucking fail to do that. That's tough. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's just something there about that that bothers me. And I don't, well, I'm sure, dude, you know, it's I, I'm sure like just last year was a tough year for you, dude. It was. Yeah, it was. And I'm sure a it, lot of that emotion and that that feeling is definitely carrying over to to this year and that's, that's honestly why i love what brady said there at the beginning with the whole the paranoid survive and this is totally like, like a, a key moment for you to be able to 
because like in, in one way or another like those feelings to what you know you can do with what happened last year might be true but where you want to go and what your goals are and your intentions are um, especially with your past record of doing what you did in student works contradict that so it's kind of i see what you kind of got like one foot here one foot there mm. and i this is totally like a huge this will be the like a, a not a deciding year mainly uh, necessarily but a huge confidence building year or the other way around like the conversation you know when you and I were talking about on the phone together like just the other day yeah yeah do you feel like you you've put the the right inputs in so far starting off the year Like 80, 20. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what the 20 are? Um, I don't. I just don't feel like it's 100%. Okay. That might be where this is all coming from then. Maybe you just need to spend some time determining what that 20% is that's holding you back right now. Because mm -hmm. I made like a list of like stuff that I have to do and I've done all those things, but I feel like I, I could still do more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was the first thing I did. I was like, okay, let's just make a list of all the shit that needs to get done. And then I did all that shit. And then I still am like, uh, I could probably do more. Hey, um, no, I, actually, uh, Daniel, do you have a revenue goal? Or like, what what are you basing your goals off this year? I have a revenue goal. Um, but I'm not using it as my target. I've reverse engineered it to input goals and I'm using those. Okay. Um, just because like, I think revenue goals are obscure. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, wh what did you say the goal was, uh, for the year to have two core staff? Is that kind of roughly the goal that you're looking at? Yeah, so two to four would be awesome. Like if I get, if I get four, I'd be fucking, I'd be pumped. Like if I could get four people working year round and have the work to keep them busy, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, because maybe another way you could view it rather than the, you know, to what percent are you achieving those things? Because that's a pretty hard like number to put onto it is, um, do you think you deserve to end up where you want to end up at the end of the year based on what, what you've done so far this year? I think it's way too early to tell. Well, you get you I more like on track, not like deserve as of like if you stop today, you'd hit it. Okay. So I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so far I feel okay. Like I feel good about the stuff that I have done. Um, we are still super early in the year, but I feel behind. Uh that's just that's probably just storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's I'm, pretty easy to get into that this time of year as well, because like Yeah. It's easy to look forward to you know what you want to do. But it's also january what seventh day yeah it's seventh. so we're, we're still pretty pretty <laughs> fresh into the calendar. still early but i hate like having that that brain thought because then you know it, that quickly turns into february 7th and you're like oh it's still early and then it's march 7th you're like oh fuck like you know what i mean yeah well that's why i was like i, I honestly disagree with what you guys yeah. it's like it's, i get i get nervous about january having... 7th and it's january 7th like yeah do you have your like all your inputs that you need to hit laid out for like the rest of your preseason right now? Yes. Okay. Well done. Perfect.
yeah, I've got some, and I, I'm a little bit nervous about doing a home show by myself. That's going to be weird. Like Studentworks was nice because you had a bunch of people to do you. it with. I, it's literally just me in a booth for fucking eight hours a day for three days in January and then four <laughs> days in March. I'm going to fucking die. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro. Like, <laughs> you don't make so much fucking money, though. You, don't yeah, you also get all <laughs> those leads. Yeah, you do. You like you want to do something super fun this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sitting at a booth. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Daniel, I book like 25 to 30k from every home show or from the home shows together, and that's with sharing. Like, I'm so fucking jealous. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be. Yeah, but it's gonna be a grind. I'm fucking. Oh yeah. Are you gonna try to like hire someone to come hang out with you, or like? I don't think it's like, someone come I, I don't know. Like I, I yeah, I've got to figure this out. I've three weeks until the January home show. They're shooting your guns at and like the weekend before is we got training and it, it's really brutal. Cause the first home show I have training the weekend before you're coming to training. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, um, and then in March, the other home show I have, I have the pro works retreat the day after the home show. So it's like the home shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then pro works retreats Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I got to figure out how I'm going to do my home show, call all my leads and do the fucking pro works retreat. <laughs> another pro works retreat. Yeah, you can get the email, bro. Well, it probably went to John. Yeah, I probably went to John. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I have a lot of planning. That's uh, a good problem though. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a time. It's gonna be a time. I think that's the other thing too, is that I feel very alone doing this. And I know that that's not exactly true, but you know, for the the big start of this, like really in Edmonton, it's just me. And I'm carrying all the weight by myself. I don't have a team. I don't have anyone else. There's no other franchisees. So like literally anything, like anything that's going to move the needle right now is 100% on me. We'll move it good. For yeah, I know. <laughs> you, get to, you get to come in. I'm just putting in all the groundwork. Yeah, I feel, I feel like a, like a pioneer. You know what I mean? Like I'm traveling across the country and I'm trying to fucking like build this homestead and figure shit out. And I'm like, holy fuck, there's wolves out here, man. I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> what do we do? Fucking the horses are sick. Oh shit. Like, it's just, it's just chaos. You know? <laughs> oh, Fair enough, well. dude. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. It's okay. You can come look down on us at our student works booth at the home show and i used to be you guys you know? <laughs> back in my day we painted with our hands uh, <laughs> no i'm pumped for you though dan i am and i i think yeah i love what you're saying if you're ditching the revenue and it's the inputs you got it reverse engineered but yeah i, I really think like honestly like last year is, is pressing heavy on your conscious and if you just keep the it rolling don't let that inner demon from last year keep talking to you and just press past that and eventually you're just estimates are going to come leads are going to come and even, even if they don't you're going to be putting inputs in inputs in inputs in. it's going to build your confidence and this thought will slowly leave your brain and try to discover what that last 20 percent that's foggy right now because that's the important shit mm -hmm. i hope you're right man i really do i fucking i hope that one day i look back at this and i just laugh i feel like i if I keep going, like I heard this quote and it was like, um, in business, either you give up or it works. And I was like, that one fucking hit. Cause I was just like, man, that makes a lot of sense. Cause either you just like, this is too hard and you just stop doing it. Or you just keep going long enough that eventually it fucking works. Mm -hmm. No, those are the only two options really. That's, that's it. Right. So now you get to pick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah so i'm just like we're just gonna keep going <laughs> we're just gonna fucking battle it out it'll be fine it'll be a good time fingers crossed
you're like in your Spartan race with your busted ankle right now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. I am I'm pumped for Spartan races this year. I already signed up for a bunch of them. I am uh I booked my race for world championships in Greece, so oh shit. Yeah, I got I, it. I got a so. fun question for you too, Dan. Just as you said, we're talking about that. Something I thought of. I just like this is flooding back into my mind on one of our calls a while ago. Uh it was like when you came back from your camping trip. Do you have more time planned for fam and like scheduled time for for life stuff? I have not made concrete plans yet, but it is in my list of goals. So it's it is it's on the radar. I'm very, very aware of it. Um, ideally, my goal this year is to do one thing for myself and one thing for the family, a minimum of once a month. So whatever those things are. I don't know just yet. I've booked a few Spartan races. I think I have one in June, July, and August, and then World Championships in November. So those are kind of the things for me. Um, and mm -hmm. I just want to build out some other things for their, cool, kind of what they want. But I would assume it'd be, you know, camping or some sort of a trip, uh, you know, just things like that, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Just making sure you're thinking of it, because I know that was a huge goal you said that was going to be part of this year. They said to all of us last year. It, it has to be on the radar, because one of the things I realized, too, is when I did my Spartan race, I performed better after it. Even though I took time away from what it was that I needed to do, it didn't have any effect. Like, it actually mm -hmm. might have improved my metrics. And then same thing with camping. Like, I took time away from what I needed to do. And when I came back, I just felt better. I performed better. We did better. So I'm like, this clearly isn't a negative like it's actually a positive it's just that i need to be i need to plan well enough and be strategic enough to take that time and then i'm happier as a result of that and then i perform better so it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about it but oh, totally that's like same reason why you did those painter barbecues painter of the month yeah. of your business or why student works those payroll events boat cruise mexico it's all the same shit you need yeah. that time to be able to get together with your people and bitch celebrate whatever and just come back to happy place in your mind yeah exactly yeah i think it uh i think it's going to be pretty critical so that's that's definitely on the goal list uh, and focusing on that and making sure that i'm paying attention to those things as well is going to be huge mm -hmm. how about you guys what do you guys got for like personal goals outside of just business and doing estimates and leads and all that stuff i know you guys are doing a lot of mu muay thai and kickboxing and i know brady or Brady, are you wanting to do competition? That was a one of your goals. Yeah, in the fall, if there is one, I don't know. It's been a little, a little interesting lately. Like, it almost seems like it's it's fallen through with the events and stuff. Like, really? I mentioned. Wait, there's supposed to be one in February, but now they're not, and I don't know if they're gonna do one again. So we'll see if one pops up. But it's off my mind now. My mind's straight sales and money making. So we'll reevaluate probably. Okay in like august september again weird okay what about you max i know you're, you're probably feeling settled into Kelowna now and got some ideas i really want to develop more mindfulness i think that's missing a lot from my life what's that gonna look like um mainly meditation and taking that very seriously um and then yeah just actively working on it like throughout the day just be more more present with life 
what is it that makes you feel that you're not right now? Like, what, have you identified the, something that makes you feel that way? Um, it's it, it's not a it's not necessarily a thing. It's more of a lack of a thing. Um, it's just that feeling that I've had when I was a lot more mindful, when I was, you know, a lot more serious about meditation. I was doing it every single day the clarity of mind and just presence with every single task I do and every single conversation I was having was infinitely higher than right now. Um, so I'm, it's basically on a daily basis. I'm aware uh, throughout the day of times when I don't feel nearly as present or mindful as I know I could be. Mm. Is there anything that you think has changed between you know, those moments that you were just talking about when you felt very present and, and mindful the, to now that you just, yeah, you, you I'm, were doing. I'm just not meditating. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the key one. Yeah. I noticed that too. Like when I'm not meditating, I feel foggy and less emotionally in control and lack clarity and all these things as well. I was actually talking with my little sister about that. Cause she, she was telling me, you know, I don't feel focused and I don't know what I want and I feel like very emotional at times and I was like oh you should have you tried meditating and she was like no and I'm like that's probably a good place to start because <laughs> you know I feel the exact same way when I don't do that a big thing is definitely the emotional um clarity like being a being in control of your emotions like stuff happens to you and you're less responsive you just you kind of take it and you absorb it and then you're able to react appropriately instead of just like instant knee-jerk you know what I mean mm -hmm. I had an idea so yeah, I have four sisters. Holy shit, the four sisters. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two younger, two older, and an older brother. But we don't talk about the older brother. Gotcha. Neil's <laughs> a middle child. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Skylar? Zach? What about you guys? Let's Skylar go. Um. Well, I have. Uh, and getting back on my snowboarding train and just falling in love with it all over again. Went like two times over New Year's. Got another trip in with my brother. Literally yesterday we went to Lake Louise. It was freaking awesome. Um, I want to, yeah, I'm going to take my uh, level two uh, certification for um, um, like being a, a trainer for snowboarding as well. Something I've always wanted to do, but I uh, just keep putting it off. It's pretty cool. It's like a, like a four day, um, test you basically do where you go out with like an extraordinarily high level coach that's within like the Canadian industry for snowboarding and you get like coaching from them throughout those days but then you also have to go back and like train that information to the other people that are in the class um written and uh on the snow and it's something I've I've wanted to do I think it'd just be fun just to improve my own knowledge and in, in the industry and everything like that so that's something I'm gonna do and um I am training how to do CrossFit right now too. After went with uh, Austin and them, all those guys, when we went to Arizona, I actually had a blast. And as you guys know, if you remember from a conversation a long time ago, it was something that I always was just like super like nervous and weird about doing. So that was like a cool threshold to get over. And then I've been going with Sam to a few classes and then just went and had like a little private session with the, the, like the owner of the gym who does like the training and he, Tommy had to do all like the Olympic lifts, like the jerk and clean and all those crazy like lifts and shit like that. So I'm going to learn how to do all of those and pick that up as a new way of training, um, uh, to help my snowboarding as well, mainly. Cause I 
feel like I have a bit of like um, beginning of like some knee issues happening and I really want to just strengthen my knees and build a better foundation on my lower body and I don't want to be blown out at my knee and want to stay agile and fit and just keep doing what I love. So that, um, that's kind of my big thing right now. And I'm just really pumped to get going at my business this year too, right now. What would that level two certification get you as far as like your current instructing? Would you be able to? A 50 cent raise. Let's go. <laughs> that's bank. <laughs> um honestly not a whole lot in in certain i mean kind of like the the main reason for wanting to do it is just uh just i i feel like my riding abilities there but i don't feel like my ability to describe how to do those techniques is there yet and i really want to just challenge myself to be able to just speak differently about it and i've, I've noticed that when i even go out to like teach friends or whoever and i i can do it but i don't know how to really explain it the best and the other thing with it too is it's fun because it's it's quite literally like you're getting a private lesson from just one of the best like snowboarders in the industry and it's it's a blast and you're around a bunch of other people that are doing the same thing you there's probably like maybe eight to ten people taking the course the same time you are so you're just out for four days in a row just riding nonstop, having a blast learning stuff together so i think it'd be it'd be a good time yeah it sounds like a pretty good time <laughs> and then maybe when i who knows because you can there's uh it goes from one two three four and that's like uh it's kind of like a world renowned it's like i could kind of like take that and go anywhere and it would be like recognized so if i decided to drop off the face of the earth and stop painting or do whatever i just wanted to become a snowboarding bomb in the mountains i could <laughs> just go go teach private lessons all over the place and do that but uh yeah i just think it'd be cool it'd be it'd be something that'd be cool just something that i'm interested in i think that's good it's a obviously a big passion here so yeah something that can totally help expand that's never never a bad thing mm -hmm. absolutely zachy poo your move zach <laughs> <laughs> i've thought about this a lot over the fall and like obviously we, we've talked about a lot of different things that i've you know kind of struggled with like clarity on my goals and things like that but the biggest thing i could have boiled down to is just staying consistent with like in all areas of my life. So like consistent with my business, consistent with my fitness, health, family, you know, doing things for myself, just making sure that I'm doing the things that need to be done like every single day, focusing more on those inputs and not letting things stack up. And like mainly that usually comes in the form of the business, but last year it came in a lot of my, like my health and family relationships. So just yeah, overall consistency for sure. Nice man. You still playing volleyball? I am, yeah. Make any friends yet? I've made a couple. Yeah. <laughs> First <laughs> um, side note. Zach was telling me that uh it's been a goal of his to make some some new buddies in Leftbridge. That is a goal. I've actually been on the Instagram DM grind messaging some uh some local business owners trying to trying to be up for some lunches so uh, are you serious that's awesome yeah dude it's honestly initially when i was doing it i felt super embarrassed because i was like i'm such a fucking loser but then i realized that <laughs> that's how a lot of like people actually meet each other and make friends so i, I just got some i got some pretty funny like 
go fuck yourself responses from people. No way, I really? Like, I was like, <laughs> Yo, what are you saying? I, I got to hear what you're saying. This is probably so funny. Oh, you want to see my, you want to see my. Oh, well, you DM can just slide? like jot note it. I don't need to see the exact wording. That's fine. But I'd be like, hi, I'm Zach. I'm new to let. My mom says I need to make more friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably but... on the other side, like these fucking bots. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, those bots are like, hey, honey, you lonely? Here's my private link. Zach's just <laughs> like, hey, looking fucking... for Brennan Lethbridge. <laughs> like, oh, hey, I got God. these uh, these protein powders and soaps that I've been using. I wonder if you're trying to sell his MLM. They probably think when you're messing <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, got like Cutco knives. Yeah. No, it's just, uh, hey, man. Or, hey, name. I'm a local business owner. Brennan Lethbridge just looking to connect with some more like-minded people. Uh, your content looks awesome. Would love to love to chat more. Dude, you definitely sound like a fucking yeah. You sound like a yeah, fucking dude, robot. That, <laughs> that sounds like a robot. Like if I got that message, I'd be like, "Fucking bots! How do they know where I live? Fucking block!" You know <laughs> what, Zach? I'm pretty sure I've actually gotten that exact message before. Yeah, your your content looks fire. How can we uh? How can we link up? We should um. We should collab. What should I say? Bro. We should collab. <laughs> Hi, man, be love your page. Saw you in love. How's it yeah. going? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you say anything that doesn't sound like a bot now. They're getting fucking clever, man. Well, let's just see. Is it working? How's how's what's the response? Yes. What's well, the I've got some good responses. I've been messing with a few people. Um, I'd say I probably sent like 20 messages, probably 15 initial responses, and probably 10 good ones. It's not bad. Like that, been like decently continually messaging. Uh had one guy said, he said, haha, bud. Cool. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. You, you don't want to be friends with that guy, anyways. <laughs> no, this is awesome. No, I've actually like, uh, like been chatting with a couple of them about getting together to go to grab some lunch or something. So it will be good, just because I do want to make some friends that are in different types of businesses around. One, just to make some friends. Two, also to to build networks out for like potential work opportunities. So. Um, so you should do Dan. I got a really cool networking tip from Brad. Actually, it was very neat. He's like, I go through my phone every day, and whoever's at the bottom of my messaging list, I send them a message to check in and see how they're doing. And I was like, that's fucking genius. What do you mean? What do you mean? So at the bottom, like if you open your phone and you go into your text messages and you scroll to the bottom, whoever's at the bottom of your messaging list, you send them a message and you just touch base with them, see how they're doing. And I was like that's actually genius because you know, I've fucking so many people in my messages that I haven't talked to in ages, <laughs> not because I don't care about them, but just cause it just wasn't front of mind. But when you're a sales rep or you're trying to build networks or connections, he's like, yeah, it just helps me stay in touch with people. And a lot of things come out of that because you know, you rekindle a conversation or something like that. And then it just, I was like, fuck, that's actually a pretty sweet tip. So I put that in the arsenal and now you guys have it. <laughs> I forgot some of these people even existed. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, "Fuck." Some of them, I wish I, I wish I did remember again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, just send them a message. Hey, just wanted to touch base, see how you're doing. You never know. You never know. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Skylar, like, how are you type that instead of saying that as well? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that should be archived, bro. How dare you? It is now. That <laughs> should be deleted. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? You just have to text her. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to a comedian and she was like, um, 
you know, you block your numbers, but all that does is save them into a different folder on your phone. <laughs> I thought that was Isn't pretty that awesome. Day? And Real she's like, some of you guys didn't know that. And now there's going to be fights in the car on the way home. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Zach, uh, another message you get on Instagram, we just, just like be honest, like, hey, my name's Zach. I run the Steelworks painting in Lethbridge. I recently got into entrepreneurship. I see you on your own business. Like any chance you'd want to meet up, be like, I'd just love to learn more about business in general. See, that doesn't sound like a robot. Yeah. 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 No, thanks. You're literally much. telling them, like, it's easy for someone to trust you if you open up the, so much right off the bat. Just state the obvious. Yeah, yeah. being a little bit more legitimate. Because after I read that message to you guys, I... You sound like a robot. And after yeah. that, I have really been DMed. <laughs> that before on Instagram, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> content. Yeah, all of them start with, hey, bro, love your content. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Dude, I get like one of those a day. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I was rightfully feeling like an idiot when I was sending those. Maybe there was, <laughs> there was some, some more so there. On the source painting in Lethbridge, and you'd love to learn more about business, and you see their, or understand entrepreneurship better i'll definitely do yeah, that see. We, we got your back thanks boys. i feel like zach would be the guy to get kidnapped trying to make friends and just dm strangers <laughs> <laughs> go meet up for coffee with some random guy hop into his truck and just never be seen again he's like yeah you want to see my mobile workshop zach's like sure it's in that white van back there it's tinted out it's in the alley <laughs> come look. Yeah, come zach's look. gonna jump on this call it's gonna be like, the guy hey. who kidnapped him and zach and Rochelle just tied to a chair in the background <laughs> man what happened i don't know guys i like i made this friend on craigslist and all of a sudden like <laughs> oh my god hey, don't speak anything into existence guys we're 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 not we're gonna we don't want to we don't want to manifest <laughs> moving on <laughs> amazing well i'm glad it's working i'm glad you're doing something zach that's awesome yeah it's that is that, that is actually a really big goal of mine because i think a lot of my uh like sad like not sadness but like lack of clarity and whatnot was due to kind of being like just isolated and not having as many people to spend time with it's like when i came to Kelowna and saw kind of like the you know like brotherhood that you guys have there and i came back to lethbridge and i was like fuck like i gotta i gotta start building that out and like all i got is the coolies man <laughs> just being just being the coolies yeah so yeah no, that's a big goal as well yeah that's something that i want as well for sure it's, i've been reconnecting with some of my my really close friends and it's 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 a good feeling hanging out just talking and going to see them and stuff like that it's nice but it definitely like a brotherhood i think for a man i, I guess for women too because like i think just for people in general like you just need to be with other yeah. other people like you need to be with like-minded people that are going to feel you to do the things that you want to do and if you don't have that i can see why some people's lives derail to that point of like no motivation just chilling at home not doing anything not going anywhere like i can see how you get there it's very do you guys ever watch Mr. Beast's content? Dude, he's actually very brilliant. Like, he's incredible. I, he's he's yeah. an incredible entrepreneur. He's, yeah. He for such a young released, man. Uh, released a video where he spent seven days in isolation by himself in one of those like white out insane rooms. Oh, and it was dude. fascinating to see how taking the social element of human interaction or just how boredom trickles in and how, and they have like a, uh, a psychologist or some, a guy who analyzes those type of people right and he was like talking about what could happen 
and what stages he was at and why it was happening. I know it's obviously a very extreme example, but I find that stuff very fascinating. So if yeah. you're interested in that, go check that one out. Cause it was really cool to see how that went on as the seven days went through. I listened to his uh, interview with Joe Rogan and I was just, oh, I yeah, he's, yeah, he's done an interview with Joe Rogan. It's really good. If you want to listen to it, I was kind of blown away by just his mindset and how he's running his business. Like it's a full fledged business. He has he's on another level. like, he's just, he's on a totally different level, but he doesn't take like a lot of people like, Oh, he's a millionaire. Like makes so much money. And like, you listen to him and he just takes everything and puts it back into his business. So he's just constantly just re putting everything back into his business and just trying to grow it and expand it and do the next thing. And it's very cool. It's very, very, very interesting to listen to for sure. Kind of, kind of inspiring. I was like, damn son, this fucking guy's on it. Like, yeah, I was just curious. Cause Mason always is like, Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast. I'm like, all right, okay. Well, who the fuck is this guy? I started Googling. I'm like, Oh, he's on Joe Rogan. I'll fucking listen to that. And I was listening to it. I was like, God damn, this guy's a smart guy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and how he started is fascinating. Like he would just do the most ridiculous stuff. I like, there was some videos where he would just sit there and he would like count to like a hundred thousand or like a million or something. It was like a crazy number. You'd be like on a live stream for like 24 hours straight or even longer, just counting. Yeah, well, he's been like doing that. videos for guys like, 12 years or something. Yeah. I think he started when he was 11 years old before YouTube was really even a thing. And I was like, that's just crazy because it's one of those things that people think, oh, this just happens. Like, no, he grinded that out for over a decade. Like, of course, he's going to see results. And I try and take that and now apply that to the things that I'm doing. It's like, OK, maybe I'm not seeing results, but I'm fucking two years into it. You know what I mean? Three years into it. Like, it's totally. it's going to come in time. You put decade into it, then you start seeing results, right? Mm-hmm. I have to constantly remind myself of that. I, I I'm I'm finding that recently in the last probably year and a half, I've been really impatient to see more success. And then you look at people like, I mean, maybe that's not like the best example, but like, you know, other businesses or when people become like, you know, multimillionaires, like how how long they've been in their craft for, how much they mastered it. Like I was listening to uh, Alex Ramosi podcast today, and he was talking about the five like five women billionaires and they were all like 60 years plus people that committed to one specific industry and grinded it out for like years upon years upon years and like stayed patient within that didn't go to these other opportunities that were calling them like just stuck committed to one path and then eventually compounded to the point where they were billionaires in that industry hmm. Have you guys read The Dip? I haven't, no. Uh, John, just have me read it. It's a very, very short book. I think it's like 100 pages or something, but it, it was honestly super interesting because um, it talked exactly about that, how with everything you do, there's going to be a dip, um, meaning you know when you start something, you're basically, your knowledge and skills at that thing are near or at zero. So when you start, there's going to be a lot of improvement, a lot of learning. Uh, it's a new thing. So it's going to be super exciting and it's going to feel like you're progressing a lot. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you're going to hit um, a time where that kind of levels out and you go through almost a plateau. And that's when, you know, the tasks that you were doing that were super exciting or you were learning a lot from start to become a little bit more mundane. You know, they're not as exciting um, and you're not seeing as many results because you don't have that compounding yet. Um, and how most people during that time when they start a new thing, that's when they quit and they find a new thing and they keep switching from thing to thing like that and don't really get anywhere. Um, and he was talking about how that's always going to occur, 
But if you're going to quit, the best time to do it is before you even start. Because if you quit in the dip, then you're not going to achieve anything because all of the, you know, all of the success and results that you're going to see from that thing aren't at the start. It's, you know, 10 years in once you've actually gone past that dip and you have all that compounding ahead of yourself. Um, and how also quitting isn't necessarily not doing that thing anymore. Um, but, um, he said that the opposite of quitting is rededication, not, um, not just waiting around. So just kind of idly floating by and doing the tasks, but not growing. That is a form of quitting. Oh, that's, that's hard. I like that. Dude, that actually makes a fuck ton of sense though. A good book hey yeah that makes a lot of sense because i i can think of a few scenarios right right off the top of my head where i was like yep this is awesome I'm having a great time and then i start to kind of like okay i feel like i got it all figured out and then every time it was like a little bit of a dip yeah interesting yeah that's quitting fucking... in the dip is not worth the journey that's fascinating yeah because i always think about that, that kind of stuff too when i think about like working out and stuff like I didn't really get to peak physical fitness until like 10 years into doing it. And now I'm in this state of just like, I feel good all the time. People are always like, you look great. I'm like, I know I fucking worked hard for it, but it's like, that didn't happen a year in. Like, that's very mm -hmm. interesting. Well, even on a much smaller scale, like you can take it like literally workout by workout. Cause like pretty much most of, um, most of the muscle growth that you're going to experience is in those last couple of reps when you're, muscle fibers are super tired out and they're just tearing like the last couple of reps where you're literally pushing yourself with everything you have. That's when you make the most gains. So if you quit halfway through, like, yeah, you did some work, but you didn't fucking get any of the results that you were actually trying to get. Who wrote that book? I need to. Seth Godin. Look at you go. Zach's Googling stuff while we're talking. Yes, sir. The Amazon open us. Pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> Zach is my fastest tech friend. He's just like <laughs> he's fucking on it. <laughs> it's impressive. It's awesome. You boys need no, a zoom created five seconds later. Dude, I didn't even have time to <laughs> open Google. He already had it fucking. It was, it was shit, dude. Just trying to be the best I can be, that's all. <laughs> trying to provide for the boys. <laughs> My man, I love it. I I honestly, the reason I bought Zoom Premium is because I had a very embarrassing interview moment where oh. I had Zoom regular and I had a back-to-back -back interviews and I didn't realize that I had the 10-minute buffer now. So I'm interviewing this one girl, 30 minutes, nice interview, let the next girl in. And all of a sudden I see 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, like just let you know, like we're gonna have to hop back in the Zoom here. Um, I told her it was like my Zoom premiums like acting up, so it's like gonna kick us out. <laughs> oh and then I it ends. I go to start the new one, and it's like, please wait ten minutes. It's like what? Oh right. And I was like, dude, what do you mean what? wait ten minutes? You you can't do back to back meetings anymore. You have Not to like wait ten minutes to, to start your next one. Like even if you have a separate meeting ID and everything. Yeah. Dude, what? I know. It's, so what? I'm in literally in the middle of this girl's interview. She's trying to rejoin my <laughs> Zoom link. And I'm like I'm like, fuck, what do I do? So I I like I messaged her on uh Indian, like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like uh Zoom's acting up. Like 
you know, if you're open to it, we can reschedule your interview. Why didn't you tomorrow. just call her? Well, yeah, you just, just called her, man. I would just call her and be uh, like, this yeah. ain't working. Fucking Even better question. Yeah, Why no you just use this? Indeed has a sick platform for video interviews. That's all I would use. Okay, to answer the first question. Yeah, sorry. I think I was kind of panicked <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what do I do? Um, secondly, didn't know that Indeed had that. Already bought my Zoom subscription for the year. A little late. <laughs> but dude, I didn't know it had that. I'm so fucking glad you you brought this up. I had no idea, dude. Yeah, she was absolute shit interview anyway. So like after we rescheduled, so there was nothing. That was else. the universe, dude. The universe was just trying to save you your time. It was like, hey man, this interview is actually not worth having. And I honestly <laughs> so think it I'm was. just gonna kick you out of Zoom. Because <laughs> when I restarted the next interview, like five minutes in, I was like, I should have just like kept it cut off where it was. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like seven more minutes i was like okay that's all i got for today like i'll be i'll be in touch yeah so okay on that topic since we're talking about it are there any key things that you guys pick out during an interview process that tell you that this person is either going to be awesome or they're not going to work or i think i can work with them explain um I've hired people in the past that I thought checked the boxes in terms of the job itself, but I maybe looked past certain things on the attitude or things that were in line with what I wanted to build within my company. And then as the season progressed, things would be more and more would go on. It would become unworkable and wouldn't be able to see eye to eye with those people sometimes. Not always. Sometimes it'd be like, but I, I'm, when I when I do interviews, I really like to gauge if like I think they're gonna fit the type of people that I I want to have in my team. They're gonna get along good with clients. I can communicate well with them in the interview. Um, that's the big thing. If like they can communicate well with me and get their points across and what they want to do and what's all going on and vice versa, and it feels like a good conversation. Uh, I'm pretty key on that. I really like that, especially painting. A lot of people can paint. My my biggest thing is that, you know, like I try and do that too, but some people are like chameleons. They're really good at blending in and making it look awesome. Yeah. And you just don't realize it until way later on. And I'm wondering if there's anything that you might've picked up on any key things that mm -hmm. you're like, this is a red flag that maybe are not so obvious. One thing that uh, I look for. Oh, sorry, Scott. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't really have a straight answer for this. Yeah, go ahead. Like, like the related to what Skylar was saying, one thing that I always look for is people that have done like the research and they come prepared. Yeah. You know, they've either looked up the company, looked up myself. They have questions to ask regarding painting or like different situations, situations that they've encountered, things like that. I've always found the people that I've interviewed that have that have been good going into it. Yeah, because you can you can kind of sniff out bullshit, and you're on like someone can sail the right ship, but you can, I don't know, like I, I just feel like I could be on an interview, and if I feel like someone's just kind of lying through their teeth or it's <clears throat> genuine, after you talk to them for like half hour to forty five minutes, and you ask like your normal interview questions, you try to go into detail about their life and their experiences and their strengths, weaknesses, whatever, right? You you want it to like follow a path if it's like i find if it's kind of wavy and it's like okay this doesn't really this, this this seems weird or as i do interviews i'll i'll, I'll actually track it a bit better and I'll, I'll 
take note on it, but I feel like it's just more of like a gut feeling for thing for me. I hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Total gut feeling. But I probably should track it better and I will track it better. So yeah, I would be interested to see maybe there's some commonalities. Like if we, if we all just kind of paid a little more attention to see if there's something that we all come up with. Cause... I mean, at the same time, it's like, I, it's like trying it to is situational. It's like one of those things where it's like you're trying to create like the the perfect scenario. Sometimes you just don't know and you just have to like accept the fact that like it was a bad hire. You didn't you, you couldn't really tell off the bat, whatever. Just don't be married to the person or the idea of that person and on to the next. Like be okay, fire and quick. Yeah. I actually used that marriage analogy to have somebody realize that they weren't a good fit. <laughs> oh yeah? Like in an interview? no it, oh. it was like yeah i was i was firing them nicely without, oh okay. yeah right. yeah right. and i just kind of explained it like that and it, it landed really well so i don't mm. know i was like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think i I've, I've listened to gary v talk a lot about hiring and, and everything like that and like you can you can go into like try to formulate the best questions to try to detect the best shit and ask the references the best questions and all this and at the end of the day like you just don't know sometimes and that person might come in and you realize afterward that they're not the right fit so yeah one other thing that i like i found is that a pretty high success rate is like whether they're athletic like they played some type of sport they're active because they're a lot more coachable they're willing to learn and for one they're actually like fit to do the job like the only people that i have had to fire within my businesses are the only ones that did not play any type of group sport interesting i just i thought it was something out here too um you ever interview someone and you they start talking about their old work or like their old jobs or other people in their life and either you ask or you don't but it's just like you're like oh my gosh i just want to hug you like it sounds like you came from like the worst situation ever <laughs> you know what i mean that's like and, when you're uh, dating a chick and then yeah there you yeah, go my ex-boyfriend yeah. was such an yeah, asshole yeah. this is where i was gonna go with it it's like your ex the ex that it's like you then become the asshole boss or the asshole boyfriend so i i think another big part of it is like are they just positive in general even if they had a shitty experience in their past job are they gonna sit there and talk shit about their old boss and be all crazy and like insane about like I shouldn't say crazy, but um, you know what I mean? Like they're just intense about their past. And I feel like that is probably going to be what your life will be like with them. Mm. That's I mean. interesting. Yeah. It's really good to ask like certain questions that kind of let their true like response out. Like when, when they get a little bit more authentic, even asking about like the past, past employers. And I was asking things that they didn't like about their old bosses and, you know, if they really like unleash on that and mm. like they, you know, there's so yeah. many things that their bosses did that were oh so God, bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it, it tells you something. That question does work. Actually, all of my really good people, when I asked them that question, they're like, you know, I don't really have anything bad to say about them. It was just, you know, a job and it was, I went there and I did this and they were fine and this is how it worked out. And I was just like, those people tend to be pretty level-headed and yeah. Yeah. Let's think about it. Are you going to come in like, like, how would you speak about your past jobs? Like, yeah. like all of us, right? Yeah. 
yeah, if I do speak ill of something, it's less about people and more about circumstance. Mm -hmm. It's more about the like the landscape of the scenario that I'm in and not the people that are a part of it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I feel like it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that kid just that just creates drama if it's it's if it's people centered when they're talking, then drama can be a part, a big part of your of your people. Yeah. I found that um last year to this or sorry, I guess two years ago to last year now, I had my returning staff that came back that were always good, no issues, always just had enjoyed work, always got along with them really well. And then I took a couple gambles of some people and they just ended up having like, like they're great workers, but just had just like their attitudes are just so like chaotic and um, hot and cold. And it really just, it honestly like was a poison to the entire team. Like those painters that were so reliable and so were great. Yeah, like leached into them a little bit. It leached into me a bit and it just became a very unworkable situation for everyone. And then when those people were gone, it was like, it was like a new, new day going to work. It was crazy. Everyone was so much happier. It was wild. Yeah. I've experienced that as well. It's like a mind virus. If you have one crazy person mm -hmm. in the group, they just slowly start infecting other people with crazy. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> before you know it, your whole team's just like fucking acting bonkers and you're like what the fuck is going on and then you have to then you have to do like root cause diagnostics you got to figure out like where the crazy came from it was you <laughs> <laughs> it's true though it's fucking it's just facts <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah I'll, as as i do interviews here i'll i'll uh yes please do interview mode right now i'll um i'll take notes and i'll I would be interested on that because that's definitely something that we're I'm sure we're all going to be doing a lot of. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you don't do the hiring though, Brady, do you? Door knockers. Okay, yeah. All right, cool. I, I would be interested to see if anybody picks out anything or thinks there's anything super key because I feel pretty dialed on interviews, but there's always room for improvement. So that's why I was kind of curious. That's a hired 12 painters my second year that were all top painters in the yeah. company. Okay, I will say Brady is actually like I was sleeping on how good Brady is at hiring because last year, how many cold callers have you, did you hire total Brady? Total? Yeah. Probably 11 total, like throughout the entire year. Yeah. And how many turned over throughout the year? Well, three, two quit after the first day. Yeah. Because it made them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And those are the only two, right? I think. And then the one girl, she after like, a week or two she just like ghosted me and yeah yeah so that's pretty, that's pretty good hit rate on markers yeah though. eight, eight yeah, well, it makes sense though it makes sense <laughs> of why those three didn't work out yeah 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 which like i don't know about you guys but i've never had that high retention rate with cold callers so i was that's pretty solid then. yeah and they all performed like solid yeah like, dude you want your stats from last year bro <laughs> my his stats I feel like I'm not ready. <laughs> Seven cool call. I sit down. Right? Let, me, yeah, let me get my seatbelt on here. Leads. 550k bucks. From how many leads? Cold call. 723 leads. 550k bucks. Shit, yeah, dude. Let's go, baby. What's that leads per hour? Uh, 
it dropped down to 0.9 in the fall, but in the spring, it's usually 1.2 in the preseason. It's 1.2. Let's go. Those are solid metrics. They're very solid metrics. I, I have heard Alberta is a little worse than BC. Like I heard Calgary's 0. 0.5, oh, yeah. 0. 0.7, so with Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, I talked about Saskatchewan, so obviously it's hard to compare. But um, yeah, usually you just uh, hear how enthusiastic they are like when you ask them or explain the rule to them or, or a job. One thing I noticed with hiring painters is like, when you ask them how much money they wanted to make, right? Every painter that said they wanted to make 10K plus were better painters than people that said, oh, I don't know, like 1,000 would be cool. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> Whereas like I had one guy, he, uh, Lucas, he's awesome. He's like, I want to make 16,000. And I was like, holy fuck, man. Like, I don't know any painters that made that much. He's like, well, my friend got a job at, at Tech, the Planted Trail. He's like, I want to make more than him. I'm like, okay, man, let's fucking do it. And then he did. He made, he fucking, he, and I, I told him, I'm like, you got to work hard to make that amount of money. And he asked me, he's like, can I work weekends? And I was like, fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> right there, I knew this guy. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's a killer right there, man. That's yeah. a killer. So, like, those are like just examples of me. Like, I always ask that question when I interviewed painters, like, how much money do you want to make this summer? I know Daniel's can be different for you because, like, it's full, full year round. Um, and then explaining, explaining piece, like, obviously, like, Jordan Kibnis says this all the time, like, when you, when you hire a painter, when you explain piece to a painter, like, are they pumped? Like, are they pumped that they work better that they actually, and harder to make more money, right? Like, that's like, yeah, dude, the, the two guys that I'm interviewing tomorrow, I, when I was talking to them on the phone, I was just asking them about like, Hey, have you ever experienced piece rate? And both of them like, Oh yeah. Like you get paid more if you work harder. And they're like, yeah, yeah. we like that. And like, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, you're fucking, you're on board. Like you yeah. get it. Cause they're yeah, like, yeah. like I, the one guy was like, yeah, I don't like hourly. And I'm like right there. I know this guy works hard because he doesn't like hourly. If he was a shit painter and he didn't want to work hard, he wouldn't want, he'd, he'd want hourly. Cause it's easier, right? It's fucking chill. So I was like, Hmm, interesting. Noted. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and then like another example is uh, when you mentioned P straight, like um, people that I want hire, like, for example, if um, I had this one individual, He's like, well, what if I don't like make budget or make the piece? And I was like, well, technically then I'm, you get paid less. Like you get paid down to minimum wage and you can't pay less than minimum wage. And he's like, well, what if I'm like normally good, but like if I'm sick and like I just paint slower and I'm like, well, that, like that's your fault. Like how, how, like, like it's like, so like right there when they start making excuses or concerns like that, I'm in my head, I'm like, I'm like this fucking like, like not nah. like, I'm yeah, looking like, for a safety net. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, they're just little things that they're just like preloading their excuse gun. Like looking for ammo, like That's fucking okay. Point, yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. It just comes with experience though. Like mm-hmm. the you do. Very good points. Very, very good points. I'm excited to interviews again now. This is awesome. Yes, good. <laughs> I had one other question that I was, uh, I just had it written down. Um, if there was one thing in your previous years that you could have done earlier, what would that thing be? Like on a year by year basis? Or collectively, like it doesn't matter. Just is there one thing you can think of that you wish you had done earlier in any of your previous years? Do everything you know you have to do every day consistently and don't miss a day. Yeah, I was going to say just yeah. starting right when I should have started. Like, dude, if, if your goal says you got a door knock tomorrow from four to seven, three hours, mm-hmm. fucking door knock, bro. Don't fucking skip it. Like, you just go do it. Yeah, just focus. Yeah, focus on consistency. Don't get caught up on the outputs. Like, it amazes me. Like, you can talk about like Kyle in a second. You're now like, the, the DMs, like, 
this this has been around for 30 what 33 years now or something like that yeah like it's literally designed to help you succeed but pe like 90 percent of people don't just do what the dms make for them like dude like i listened to jessica my second year I, I did exactly what she told me and i did more than what she told me because i wanted to do bigger but my first year i'm like eh, like i'm not gonna do it today hmm. like, my first year my second year i realized it was a mistake obviously but like, if people just fucking did was on the like just your dm makes fucking success plan for you just fucking do it straight up that's the thing with numbers like numbers don't lie numbers always speak truth and if you just if you know the numbers and what you have to do, they're going to take you eventually to where you want to go. So you just have to follow the numbers. Like it's, it's part of the reason I fucking love numbers. <laughs> I don't obviously, like math. I like numbers. Yeah. Obviously give or take 10% in the end result goal. Cause like yeah. you can't really control the outcome. You control, control inputs, which gives you the best chance of achieving the outcome you want. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's just, why I gave myself a 20% buffer this year as well. Yeah, there you go. That's and, a good yeah, yeah. That's a Instead of fucking because like I was like, okay, hey, reverse engineer the numbers, and then we were sitting down looking at it. I was like, we need to give ourselves a little bit of wheel room just in case. So I was like, we need to plan to do more in case this doesn't fucking work. Cause that's what happened to me last year. I was like, plan this, it didn't work. And then I was like, fuck. So like this year, I was like, okay, hey, we're gonna plan for this, but we're gonna do a little more than that because you just don't know if that's actually gonna get you there. Yeah, exactly. Man, it's so fucking simple. Honestly, <laughs> oh, so it's like so simple, man. Like looking back now, like I was like in my first year, I just like, oh, yeah. So simple, but it's so hard at the same time. Well, it's it's hard because it's simple. Like you, like yeah. people just overthink. <laughs> exactly. Get to complicate our lives for no reason. Hindsight's twenty twenty, though. So true. When Connor and I were building up my my schedule for the upcoming months, I was looking at it and I was almost like, "Wow!" In my head, I thought it was gonna be way more like way more full than. Yeah. No, it's actually not a lot. No, but like, mm -hmm. I was almost scared by that. I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, you know, like should I should I be trying to do more? Or like, don't fall yeah. into that trap though. No, because I, that's, I know. that's a trap. Yeah, that's 100% yeah. a trap because your brain's like, oh, this seems too easy. But then what will happen is you'll be like, oh, this seems too easy. Yeah. And then you won't start doing that shit. Mm -hmm. And then you'll fall into that trap and then you'll fucking you'll be way behind. So it's just like you just have to understand that, like, it looks simple, but it's probably not just do it. You know what I mean? And then, like, it'll work out instead of thinking that it's way less than it is, because it probably is. It's probably ample for what you actually need to be doing and still have free time and a life and all these things. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, when I put when I put all my life shit into the calendar, obviously yeah, I got a little crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Something I did different this year too was I, I figured out roughly how many doors I actually have to knock on, which is something that oh, interesting. fires me up. How many? Fifteen thousand. That's awesome. Let's go. Yeah. It's a lot of doors. Do you have like can you break down the like how did you get there? I'm just super curious uh, as I to counted, how you well. I, I, it, you can call me and we can go into like more detail with it, but yeah, no, you uh, don't have to go like super, but I'm just kind of like generically like, yeah. X, so generically, know? basically it's pretty simple. It was just, um, we looked at like on average, what cold calling has done for my business and where that should sit. And then I went out and actually like counted roughly, like how many doors you can actually do in an hour based off of my area. And mm -hmm. it's like right around 30. 30, yeah, 30. It's the same price. Yeah. 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 So right around that. 30. And um, 
then I was like, okay, cool. I got to do that. I got to put about 500 hours into cold calling. Boom. Just you like, know how many hours a week that is after, after with 16 weeks? I believe it was, it's 18 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's roughly what mine worked out to as well. It's like we were doing the math. I thought we fucked it up. Cause I was like, I re redid it. Cause it, like the numbers seemed low to me. And I was like 500 hours in 16 weeks. That's 31 all over 31 hours, 31 houses. No, 31 hours. hours. Oh, no, it's not 16 weeks. It's only four months. Oh, that's over the course of the summer. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I was based off of six months. Yeah. Yeah. Like starting, yeah. yeah. So not 16 weeks. It'd be 24. Yeah. And then that's where like, um. so for reference point, I'm I'm going to do, I want to do more than that, especially I've I talked to a lot of my cold clients and waiting to hear back from. And some crazy, I actually, I might be having all of my cold callers returned from last year, which is fucking crazy. Um, cool. I'm just waiting to hear back on one more, but um, which is nuts. So, and one of them wants to work 15 to 20 hours alone herself, which is disgusting. So um, I want to pump that up and shoot if I can even get up I, financially. I can't like go obviously crazy, crazy with it, but I think I'm going to settle around like 25 an hour or sorry, 25 a week and then play from there. Dude, that's sweet. Oh. Yeah. I was pretty stoked. I was like these two high school kids that I hired that were so sick last year. And that's good to play. Yeah. Texted them back. And then there was this other guy or this other girl that uh, Brett and I shared last year and she was super down to do it. And then my production manager is going to come out and cold call as well. And then I got Sam coming out to cold call too. And yeah, it's, Dirty. And that free so, labor from Sam. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I recorded <laughs> No, actually, me and her worked out a pretty, pretty dope deal together. I actually, actually quite like because we, we were like, well, like we're trying to figure out like money wise, like if I should pay her to come out to do it, and like what would be fair, and then like, like cause she, she likes to help with like I'm sitting there doing like flyers and stuff or like other like little random officey stuff. She likes to do that. So the deal we made is when I hit my goal that um, I'm just going to take us on a really sick trip, the two of us. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Which is really it's not free labor is what you're no, saying. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the goal that we have for each other. Yeah. But she's going to do 20 hours of cold calling per week for that. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute minimum. <laughs> Eight hours every day, forty-hour work weeks. Yeah, not well, six. Perfect. Like marketing team stacked up pretty, pretty. Yeah, heavy. just yeah. I got uh, it was cool. It was cool. But I treated them good last year. I treated them really good last year and paid them really good. So paid off. Nice. Happy to hear that. Mm. No. Does anybody have anything else that they wanted to chat about? <clears throat> no, man. Really nice Very to chat cool. with all of you guys again, though. Honestly, it feels feels good. This is awesome. It feels good. Feels like it's been so long. <laughs> cool. Well, okay, guys, well. it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to end it right now because we've made yeah. we're making well, some changes and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, everyone <laughs> who's everyone who's gotten to this point, if you listened all the way to the end, um, be excited to see some new changes coming with uh, the podcast this upcoming year um watch the instagram watch this spotify apple music whatever you're listening on 
And thanks for staying with us for a whole year. And we can't wait for you guys to be around for this next year.